When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Torrey, Tinsley Kais, 61. It's amazing. But is Major League Baseball allowing fans to choose if it's the all-time record? And the ball. Oh, it was in a glove. It was out of a glove. And this is where I have to recuse myself. The fan's name? Frankie Lasagna. Oh. All right, guys, go ahead. Get all your puns out. Please, let me hear it. I'll allow it for five minutes. Frankie, Frankie, Ricotta do better than that. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a Garfielding error. What's the focaccia? <laughs> but keep it within food, because if you go, guys go outside food, I have to, uh, I can't protect you then, all right? <laughs> your protection. We'll get to that in a second. There's never been so much attention on a singular league record, right? The American League record. It's the passive erasure, I'll call it, of Barry Bonds, 73, and McGuire and Sosa. Because we already know about the Hall of Fame, but this is from the entire sport? Hmm? Some are feeling, at least. Aaron Boone last night, after history, called it a notch above other home run records. And Roger Maris Jr., on that weeks-long business trip he thought he was going to be going for one day. How did he pack, I wonder? He said, Judge did it the right way. MLB should do something about it and make it the record. Now, Aaron Judge has always said Bonds in 73 is the all-time record. That's what he grew up watching. So today, as we celebrate Aaron Judge again, Bob Ryan, around the horn to you. Where are your thoughts with 61? What is the all-time record? Well, the all-time record statistically is 73, but here's the thing about 61. It took six years to advance the record from 59 to 60. It took 34 years to advance the record from 60 to 61. It is now 61 years later, and we have gotten it tied at 61 in the American League. It is an American League tied record. He will soon own a record. And though the leagues aren't as distinctive as they once were for reasons that pain me, all this bloated interleague play, totally unnecessary, by the way, that has blurred the distinction between the leagues, the fact is it is still going to be an American League record. And, it's, and he's only the fifth member of a very exclusive club. So, of course, it's significant. Yes. Your commissioner today, though, and you hear from the Maris family, you hear from Aaron Boone. Let me ask you personally. Do you believe 73 is the record? You. I'm not going to talk. No, to me, the record is the 73. The, the record is still that 61. We know that there was no tainted business unless you go into the amphetamine thing. Here we go. You know, there's a yeah, but with everything. OK, <laughs> don't appear to be any yeah, buts with this guy, though. But so that's that. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Mina Kimes, please. The floor is yours. Well, Bob, I think you just articulated exactly why 73 is the record and Barry Bonds is the home run king. Uh, it's because 
the history of baseball is messy when it comes to this stuff, and it continues to be messy. I feel like it's irresponsible to try to draw these lines and sands that constantly seem to be shifting. Um, We know that Barry Bonds broke the rules. We also know that people before him and after him broke the rules. Pardon me, allegedly. Um, We also know that he was dominant without breaking the rules. It's as impossible in my mind to draw these clear distinctions as it is to forget what it was like to watch Barry Bonds dominate the way he did. I agree with Aaron Judge when he himself said Barry Bonds holds the record, and it does not detract from what Judge has accomplished. First of all, as Bob laid out, 61 is a very memorable number, and to do it and probably surpass it in a season in which he has had such immense personal and professional stakes has been incredible to watch. So I think we should just celebrate him for what he did without diminishing what Bonds did. Justin Tinsley. Look, I'm happy for Judge. This is an all-time great season, and he will soon be paid for that. But no, the real record is 73. I saw it. You saw it. We all saw it. If the argument is about what Barry Bonds unfairly added to the game, then what about what baseball unfairly kept out uh, over multiple decades? And let me just say this. If Bonds' records are tainted and they don't count— and then guess what guess what else is tainted? You know, Ted Williams hitting 400, Babe Ruth hitting 60 home runs. You know, like Cy Young's 511 wins. Every stat from every white baseball player before April 1947 is less credible. And let me tell you who benefited the most from steroids because it wasn't Bonds, it wasn't McGuire, it wasn't Sosa, it was baseball. They marketed, they loved it. They told us whenever they got a chance and whenever they got a chance, chicks dig the long ball. These guys just woke up hitting 500 foot home runs. Brady and Anderson hit hit 50 home runs. So they promoted it. They loved it until they had to punish it. And then they had to punish the same stars they propped up. So look, salute to Aaron Judge. I love what he's doing, a.k.a. Mr. Blank Check. But Barry Bonds is the home (laughs) run king, however you want to break it down. Pablo, do you get a sense that baseball's trying to have it both ways here, celebrating a record that's in one league while also trying to erase what happened the last 25 years? Yeah, there is a certain nobility to the idea of 61 right and this record on this team specifically but look the reality of barry bonds if we're just gonna relitigate all of this tony is that he also faced pitchers who were on things allegedly right using performance enhancing drugs the idea that just this guy can be isolated in that way is of course farcical what i would add to this conversation though is that the entire conversation around home runs to me is kind of a red herring in terms of why Aaron Judge is having truly one of the greatest seasons of all time. It is not just the home runs. We've seen lots of home runs before. It's the fact that he might be the first guy to hit 60 and also hit for the Triple Crown. It's the fact that he is actually, in totality, arguably better than a guy who is pitching and hitting, which is mind-blowing to me. So 61 is an accomplishment. Celebrate him, celebrate Bonds, but that's not actually why I'm fascinated by Aaron Judge this specific season. Bob, I feel like... And you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like you think 61 is still the the record. I feel like you think Hank Aaron is still the home run king. No, no, no. I mean, it's not doesn't go that far. I'll just stick with 61. Will be and he'll be eventually will be 62 plus. It'll be the American League record, and he's a member of a very exclusive club of five people now, 60 home runs, and and that's distinctive enough. That's all. I'm not gonna. I I hate this argument. I hate the whole thing. I hate what stories. Talk did to baseball. Oh, absolutely. And what baseball did in, in celebrating and shutting the doors to the as, Hall of Fame Museum said. and all these things that have gone with it, as, as has been said. I mean, there's yeah. different eras of baseball. There's the segregated era. There, there, there's the, there was a greenie era. There, there was a, a steroid era. There's whatever era we're in now. Someone after us will name it.
The ball, though. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh, some think it could oh, be worth a million dollars. I don't know if I agree with that because the next ball and the next ball and the next ball is <laughs> worth more, right? But this is really hard to watch. It's a tough play. It's a reach. It's a glove, and it's in the glove for a second. And then it's harmlessly landing in the bullpen where the Blue Jays' bullpen catcher corralled it for a moment. Yankees got it after. Now belongs to the possession of Aaron Judge's mother. The 37-year-old Toronto restaurant owner... Frankie Lasagna, when he realized what he dropped, he threw his glove and hit this, this man in the head. Uh, cameras found himself talking to himself afterwards. He was amenable and forthcoming to reporters who found him, said he needed two more feet or a fishing net. Pablo, can you say something, anything to Frankie Lasagna? Tony, I love Frankie Lasagna so much, so I could tell him that that was a real spicy missed ball, but no, I'm not going to oh do boy. that. I'm going to instead point I to the layers here right. of this story. There's really meat here, Tony, hidden beneath all of this sort of cheese. And the fact is, he owns a restaurant, Frankie Lasagna does, named Terrazza. Terrazza in Toronto. Thank Use you. this, my friend, as an opportunity to advertise, to promote. Yes, you might have gotten maybe seven figures or six or whatever it is for the home run. Yeah, ball, yeah. But you can dine out on this literally for the rest of your life if you play the algorithm right. So it's not it's not all bad. Justin Sidsley. I mean, this is a guy who sat in the one seat where you needed to sit. He actually had a glove. You know, the, the universe put him right there to do. All he had to do was catch the ball. I thought C.D. Lamb and that drop Monday night was bad, oh. but this was the most gut, <laughs> gut-wrenching <laughs> drop of the week. And at least C.D. Lamb actually won. And Mina? Uh, I'll just try to rectify what Pablo did to wordplay there. Frankly, Frankie Lasagna, you got a meatball if you want to get bread. Come on, man. Lay out. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Really? <laughs> I like it. I like that meat. That was good. I looks it. like a man who enjoys a nice Don't meal. I think Aaron Judge going this. to Terrazza is exactly how this should end for, for Mr. Lasagna. You know, Frankie, shoot your shot, all right? Have, have Aaron Judge come. Oh. You see... See, that was well beyond you guys. All right. Well, we'll move on. Dolphins at oh, Bengals. Huge, potentially large game, and Tua Tungavaloa is good to go. We're hearing that's some Wolverine-level healing. And the questions for this game, Mina, are abound. Are you conflicted that Tua is playing to begin with? While there's still a review of the concussion protocol. And then Tua versus Burrow, which QB would you rather have? The offenses, the teams, whether Miami's for real, whether Cincy can get back to even. Tons of questions for you, Mina. Go. Uh, yes, Burrow. Yes, no, I think are my answers. But uh, what I'm watching <laughs> for in this game is the Bengals' offense because there has been a real gap between these two offenses. Miami, in terms of expected points added per play, ranks first. Cincinnati ranks 25th. The reasons for that are largely because of how defenses are playing them. They've taken away the areas in which Burrow feasted on last year. He is the least blitz quarterback in football. He's facing a ton of cover, too. So I'll be curious to see if the Dolphins do those things that seem to be working so well against Cincinnati and if the Bengals can adjust. Mm-hmm. Justin Tinsley, that's a lot to follow up there. Please go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm, st- I'm still looking at that Bengals offense, in particular that offensive line. Look, they played a little bit better last week, but they still given up 15 sacks this season, and they spent a ton of money in the offseason. So if they can actually play good, if they, if they can keep Burrow upright, that makes that offense that much more dangerous. And you know what? That keeps the defense off the field, and they can be fresh when they're going up, uh, going up against the Flash Brothers, Waddle and Hill. So I'm, the game will be decided by Cincinnati's offensive line. Torrey. 
But what Tua is doing here, right, playing through these injuries, a back, an ankle, possibly more, allegedly more. I mean, the thing about that story, Tony, is that this is a crime, allegedly, a violation of protocol that literally nobody has an interest in actually solving. I mean, Tua wants to play. The team obviously wants to have done right by him. The NFL, I would imagine, is in favor of this guy playing last game and also this one. So to me, it's about Tua and the offense and the idea that, okay, what if he's actually just this good? when even healthier. You're watching for Tua and Bob Ryan, how about you? The Dolphins are 3-0, and and if they get to be 13-0, and people are going to say, geez, I wonder if they're for real. It's just going to be that way. There's too much history behind them in a negative way. As far as Tua's concerned, I am profoundly skeptical about football people with regard to the concussion thing. I don't think they really ever mean it. I think they want people to play. I think uh, I, I don't trust anybody in this regard. I think they should have erred on the side of caution for him and wait at least a week. It would have been the thing to do, but I know in my heart that's not what they're not. I know that in my head that's not what they're ever going to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm I've heard that from you guys. I think you're unanimous on that. Back to skepticism, though, on Tua. As a quarterback, Bina, Tua tonight, Hill, Waddle versus Cincinnati's defense. That matchup on the field, what are you watching for? Yeah, I'll be curious to see how Cincinnati plays them. I thought the Patriots had success against Tua with three safeties on the field. Curious to see if Cincinnati does that as well. But Tua's playing at a really high level. It's not just a system. He's also making plays when it counts. A game and a result tonight. Cincinnati can get back to even or minute. Maybe Miami would be the storyline of the week if they're 4-0. Who you got, Mina? I got Miami. Mm-hmm. Tins? Cincy. Pablo? Give me two and on, please. <laughs> Bob Ryan. Um, Cincy. We'll be back by ourselves next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. The latest on Brett Favre and the largest public fraud case in the history of the state of Mississippi and the incredible reporting from Anna Wolf, Mississippi Today, and now many others turning up more and more each day. And it's been this way for months. Today's news, ESPN and The Athletic reporting that Favre used charity funds, Far for Hope. The charity was created for disadvantaged and disabled children and breast cancer patients. He used funds to donate or funnel or siphon 
to Southern Miss Athletics. So add that on top of the headline of allegations of scores of millions of dollars misappropriated welfare funds from the Mississippi Department of Human Services. Favre has not been charged. This story goes on and on, Pablo. And in your ongoing coverage of this on The Daily, you've examined the societal, the cultural, the political. <laughs> and of yeah. course, this is still in the world of sports as well. Where are your thoughts today? Yeah, look, this is something, a story that is disturbing. Uh, let's just call it what it is. This is disturbing. It is low behavior by a person to say that you're helping one group and then to take from some of the neediest people you can imagine. And so on the show today on ESPN Daily, we had Chad White, the state auditor from the state of Mississippi, who pointed out that in that state, the poorest state in the country, right, this is a hundred million dollars in total. All the people participating that they believe is at stake. And so this is a story about the most needy people getting done wrong. And for Brett Favre, this is a story about how much can ignorance be an excuse. That's going to be his excuse to avoid criminal charges. He didn't know where the money was coming from, even though he knew that something was amiss. And even if criminal charges do not follow, and they might, the idea that that's enough for us to say, okay, you didn't know what was happening. That just, at this point, Tony, there's a pretty clear picture of a guy who has severe, severe issues behind well, the scenes. Well, the reporting from weeks ago, I mean, we have cell phone and text receipts, right, of certain things. But sloppiness. To the point yes. here that whether Favre gets charged or not, what are you hearing there? Yeah, they're going to have to find out whether not knowing the source of those government funds, specifically welfare funds, whether that's something that people buy. If you can convince a judge of that, then maybe you can avoid criminal litigation. But civil charges, having to pay back the money, that's no longer in question, it's looking like. He's going to have to be on the hook for the finances, but maybe not the jail time yet. Justin Tinsley, your thoughts? Man, the, the silence here is, is deafening to me. You know, from, from the people, yeah, from Favre and, you know, the, the places who received the money that was coming from Favre. But, yes, definitely from him. And, you know, I, I think Mina mentioned it on the show a couple of weeks ago, but whatever semblance of a sliver of goodwill he had left, and I don't think he had any after the Jen Sturger situation, that's long gone, and I don't think you can get it back. And we're, we're talking about the welfare fraud. We knew about the $6 million. We knew about the text messages that said, oh, is anybody going to find out about this? And I have to say it again. If you have to ask somebody, is anybody going to find out, you know you're doing something wrong. So you have that. And then you have the alleged misuse of the charity donations. You have These donations were supposed to go to underprivileged kids, to, to breast cancer survivors and fighters. And, and you, you add all of that on top of everything. Like This guy made $138 million over the course of his 20-year career. And now the entire conversation is just about him robbing his home state, which happens to be the poorest state in the nation, which happens to have the lowest life expectancy. Forget football. Uh, forget football with Brett Favre. This is his legacy now. Mina Kimes. Yeah, I mean, trying to identify the bottom of this story mm. is like catching a falling knife. It just keeps getting worse and worse, not just for Favre, but for everyone involved. I think what's notable, though, about this latest piece of news, that he took money that was supposed to go to charity uh, and directed it towards the same cause where you know he sent those welfare funds um, or wanted to, it's notable because it establishes a pattern. As Pablo said, Brett Favre has claimed ignorance of knowing where that money was coming from. But here we have yet another example of him essentially doing the same thing. 
thing. And when you consider these two stories、mm. in conjunction with each other, it becomes harder and far harder for me to believe that Brett Favre didn't have any idea that he was doing nothing,、mm-hmm. that he was doing something I wrong. I guess misappropriate. I read this today. Misappropriating charity funds is it's more an ethical thing than a, than a legal right. thing, right? The people who support the charity are led to believe you're supporting、yep. the charity in the ways you you have、yeah. said. Bob Ryan, your thoughts. And to think that the worst that we used to say about him was that he would throw dumb season-ending interceptions.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, we're way beyond that. What I think most about now, since it's obviously the Chargers, we all know that it's redundant to say the Chargers are appalling. They're, they're appalling. He's shameless and all that. I'm curious about the reaction of the people at Southern Miss. Didn't anybody see or think there was something fishy? What do they know, and when did they know it? And what is the reaction in the state? I just want to make sure that people are, are not going to stick by this guy. That the, what are they writing and saying? What are the talk shows saying? What are the what the general population saying about this this local hero?、Uh, I, I just want to make sure that they get it, you know, because because sometimes people don't get it. I hope they get it. It it, it it it's a shockingly depressing story. It's awful. Stayed in the midst of a terrible water crisis. This isn't about that, but this isn't not about that when we're talking about state、right. funds and and that. Oh man, thanks for your thoughts on this, Justin Tinsley, Bob Ryan. Front row seats for Amina Kimes Pablo Torre showdown in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code Eight Save. That's the number eight S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code Eight Save. That's the number eight S A V E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and. What do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mina Kimes, Pablo Torre, good luck in showdown. Bill Belichick. Said they're taking it day by day with Mac Jones' high ankle sprain. Twelve times, Mina. Does twelve times make you think he's really taking it day by day, or do you think maybe he's trying to distract from not taking it day by day? This is, of course, a classic Belichick technique and a classic Belichick troll. The only way it could have been even more of a troll is if instead of saying day by day, he would have said, "We're on to Wednesday. We're on to Thursday. We're on to Friday. We're on to Saturday. We're on to Sunday." But did you notice a smile, multiple yeah, smiles, Tony, from Bill Belichick? This is the news to、oh. me. Is Bill Belichick becoming sentient? He's discovering bits, <laughs> like he's yes anding, kind of, even though he's saying the same thing over and over again. That still kind of counts. I saw the smile. This man is doing bits forever. Showdown two, Eli Manning. They should have paid that punter two hundred thirty-five million instead of Russell. <laughs> and Russell Wilson's response. I'm three and zero against Chad Powers, you know. Pablo, who wins the back and forth? 
Yeah, it has to be Russ. I think Eli realized halfway through that, oh, right, he is the guy who retired as the highest paid quarterback of all time, $252 million plus, probably not the best perch for him to criticize someone else's money from. Nina? Yeah, that's about as spicy as Russell Wilson gets. Maybe as spicy as his new Danger Witch sandwich you've heard about. Um, he has the thing that all elite <laughs> athletes have, which is the ability to go scoreboard whenever someone tries to dunk on him. Pablo Torre can go scoreboard right here. Mina Kimes, 30 seconds of phase time. The good news, Mina, though, is I'm going to talk about our Brooklyn Nets. And I say our because, yes, I am starting the year 2022-2023 by talking about Ben Simmons in the NBA. And I just want to point out something to you guys. Plus 25,000 is currently what MVP odds are on Ben Simmons. Odds that I'm enticed by because Steve Nash has said that he does not care at all whether Ben Simmons shoots a jumper. And that is all I've been waiting for a coach of this man to say. Finally, you get it. Finally, you get the fit, the potential of Ben Simmons. Thank the Lord we finally got here, Tony. Pablo Tour. <laughs> 30 seconds from Pablo. That's yeah, it was. Don't shoot your shot, Don't shoot your shot, See you tomorrow. I'm fine with that.